DollarTree.com customers find the quality items they need and get more bang for their buck. They offer a broad, exciting mix of merchandise for all of your needs like floral supplies and decor, party supplies, school and office supplies, arts and crafts, health and personal care, cleaning, storage, hardware, kitchen and tableware, and of course, seasonal items. Order your goodies online at dollartree.com and receive a flat rate shipping fee of $5.99. Use code SAVENOW. Link is in the description. Today's episode's story is not my usual content. It's not true crime like a murder, but it is a crime and I do think that it is an important story to tell. I do want to say that some of the details may be hard to listen to and they may also be triggering for some people. Cheryl was a 21-year-old mother who lived in her hometown of New Bedford, Massachusetts which is about two hours from Boston. Just to give a little history on New Bedford, uh, Plymouth colonists settled in the site of New Bedford in 1652. A fishing community was established there in 1760. The town of New Bedford was officially incorporated in 1787. The late 18th century was a time of growth for the town where a small whale fishery developed as well as international trade. In the 1760s, shipwrights, carpenters, mechanics, and blacksmiths settled around New Bedford Harbor, creating a skilled and comprehensive maritime community. It has been known to be one of the rougher areas in New England, but it's strongly on the rise since the historic center was declared a federally protected historical site in 1996. As with most cities, there are slums and projects throughout the city, but the waterfront is full of a narrow cobble of narrow cobblestone streets and alleyways, historic 18th and 19th century buildings and upscale restaurants and museums. There's a long stretch of Victorian mansions featuring some amazing architecture and it has a thriving artist community with many eclectic galleries. Um, art studios are housed in old mill textiles or old textile mills and marine warehouses. So it has quite a lot of history. Um, I wanted to find a little more information on Cheryl and unfortunately I could not find too much. Um, it's a good thing, but it's also um, bad because I want to describe Cheryl in more detail, but unfortunately I can't. Uh, Cheryl was born on March 28th, 1961. In 1983, she was married and had two children, two daughters. On March the 6th, 1983, Cheryl had a third birthday for her oldest daughter. So it was an exciting day. Around 9 p.m. that evening, she gave one of her children some cough syrup. They were developing a cough, um, and then she put her kids to bed. Cheryl realized that she needed to buy cigarettes. 
a lot of people smoked back then. With her husband at home, she went to the store, but the store she usually went to was already closed. On her way driving back home, she remembered Big Dan's Tavern had a vending machine where you could purchase cigarettes. After purchasing her cigarettes, she noticed the, that she knew the waitress. So she bought a drink and chatted with the waitress. The waitress was finishing her shift and leaving. So Cheryl was finishing her drink and having one more cigarette before leaving. Cheryl didn't notice one of the patrons locked the door of the bar. Cheryl was about to leave when a man aggressively grabbed her from behind. She ran to the door, but it was locked. Two men attacked her and began tearing off her clothes. A third man grabbed her from behind, pushing her to the back area of the bar. He threw Cheryl onto the bar's pool table. Then she was gang raped by four men while others watched. Cheryl remembers hearing laughing, clapping, and cheering throughout the assault. The bartender, Carlos, tried to call the police, but two men blocked his access to the phone, and other bar patrons were just too intimidated to intervene. The hellish experience continued for more than two hours. Cheryl managed to escape and ran half-naked into the street where she flagged down a car that had three male college students. Some of Cheryl's assailants followed her out of the bar, but went back in after seeing the college men helping Cheryl. The college men, two of them were brothers, said that obviously they knew something bad had happened. She was half naked, she was shaking and terrified. One of the men gave her um, his jacket to kind of cover her up and she was just jumpy and shaking. They never saw anyone ever that scared. So they drove her straight to the hospital. <clears throat> Later that month, four men were charged with assaulting Cheryl. Two other men were charged for being accessories to the assault. They were accused of cheering on the rape and preventing the bartender from intervening. Cheryl mentioned that her assailants were Portuguese American, which was 60% of New Bedford's population at that time and some of the coverage took on xenophobic overtones, blaming the Portuguese community as a whole for the crime. At first, there was terrible prejudice against the Portuguese-American community, but then the public turned on Cheryl and started vic victim-blaming. They would say that she deserved what she got and that she was probably flirting with the men and things like that. She shouldn't have been home in the first place, one person said. She should be hanged. Another woman told uh, the local news that Cheryl should get punished too. If they raped her, she was probably the aggravator. In March 1984, this trial was the first rape case to be televised. And while cameras weren't permitted to capture the victim's face, when Cheryl took the stand, her full name and address were aired. Uh, for a month, the trial was broadcast on CNN for up to three hours a day. 
viewers heard graphic descriptions of her assault, as well as the victim-blaming cross-examinations she was subjected to. One of the attorneys was female. Um, an attorney for one of the accused men insisted Cheryl had consented, and that one thing led to another. The defense lawyer asked Cheryl if you are living with a man, then why are you, why are you running around the streets getting raped? One man who was a patron at the bar that night admitted during the trial that he shouted, go for it, go for it, during the assault. The four men accused were found guilty and sentenced to serve between six and 12 years in prison. The two men who cheered and prevented the bartender from intervening were acquitted. Community members raised around $20,000 and bailed the four men out of prison. Between 7,000 and 10,000 people marched in protest of the convictions. Over 16,000 people signed petitions requesting leniency for the convicted men. Like it's just alternate universe or something. That it just is baffling. Their harassment left Cheryl living in fear. She would get death threats. She, when she would see people on the street, even if she was with her children, they would shout out horrible, despicable things to her. People would throw rocks at her window. I think one time it scared her. I read in an interview or something that I'm not sure if the rock actually made a hole in the window or if it cracked the window, but like something terrifying like that. Cheryl continued to be harassed even after the trial. Even the college men who helped her that night received death threats for helping the victim and testifying at the trial. Cheryl's family, along with her sister, who was also being harassed, moved to Florida. In 1984, the Senate held a hearing examining the effects of allowing the trial to be aired on television. The then district attorney said, rare is the woman who can endure both the trauma of a rape and the trauma of a highly publicized trial. It's really hard to say what is worse. You know, the sexual assault itself or the things that happened after, like the justice system not having better procedures to keep her identity concealed, the media for spreading her name like wildfire despite recognizing the dangers that she could face by using her name, or the victim blaming. The attack inspired the 1988 film called The Accused. It stars Jodie Foster and Kelly McAllis. Jodie Foster plays a character loosely based on Cheryl, and she did win the Best, Academy, Best Actress Academy Award for her portrayal. It is a good movie, um, hard content, but after knowing the actual story of Cheryl, um, Jodie Foster was great. But the background of the character is different from Cheryl. Um, and Kelly McGillis plays an attorney who helps the character in the movie. 
Um, so I feel like the character in the movie had support and Cheryl did not. But it is a good movie. Just hard content and excellent acting. Most recently, Netflix revisits Cheryl's sexual assault in an episode of Trial by Media, putting victim blaming in the spotlight. Oops. Um, unfortunately, life was not good for Cheryl. After she moved to Florida, she was divorced and she struggled with alcoholism in the years after the rape. Even um, She even spent six months in rehab. On December 14, 1986, Cheryl crashed her car into a cement utility pole. Her two daughters were with her and thankfully suffered only minor injuries. But Cheryl, who was intoxicated at the time of the accident, died. She was only 25. When asked why she would go through with the trial, Cheryl would say it was so that her daughters would not have to go through something like that. Stories like this show how far we have come as women and how far society has also come. And unfortunately, so many women had to go through horrific things in order for us to move forward. You know, thank goodness for the Me Too movement because it gives victims a voice. The men who raped Cheryl only served six years in prison. And I heard it was one man who served the full six years. All the others served two years, three years. But Cheryl was given a life sentence that she could never escape. The only person who really paid paid the price was Cheryl. And she paid every day of her life following the assaults. I would like to honor the life that she lived. She was a survivor who bravely stood up and demanded to be heard, ultimately allowing others after her to do the same. Thank you for listening.